Shining a light on autism and life on the spectrum. Welcome to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. A podcast breaking down barriers, stigma and misconceptions around autism. And now, here's your neurologically different host, Orion Kelly. listening to my friend autism. I'm Orion Kelly and I'm autistic. But what's critical to understand is that I'm just one person on the autism spectrum. So if you've met one person on the spectrum, well, you've met one person on the spectrum. No two autistic people are the same. We have individual challenges and gifts. My purpose is to empower you with knowledge, education and growth opportunities through open, honest and engaging conversations on autism. The podcast seeks to break down stigmas and misconceptions around autism while providing real insights into life on the spectrum. My aim is to have open conversations that inform and engage and ultimately make the world a better place for autistic people. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Online at orionkelly.com.au Now on this episode, I'd love to have a catch up with you and share with you some amazing, exciting new ways that I'm trying to make the world a better place for autistic people. So once again, I really do appreciate you listening to my podcast. It means so much to me. And as you know, there's the Facebook page, the Orion Kelly Facebook page. You also know there's the website, orionkelly.com.au. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You can't find me anywhere else. Okay. But I'd like to share with you some really exciting new ways that I'm trying to make the world a better place for autistic people. I hope you've checked this out, but if you haven't, well, I'm so glad you're listening now because I can point you in the right direction. I have hosted a podcast in 2020 for Autism Spectrum Australia, or ASPECT, a fantastic peak national body for autism in Australia. Now, the podcast that I've hosted for them in the year 2020, in case you're listening to this in the year 2050, is called A Different Brilliant I'd love you to go to the podcast app that you use. It doesn't really matter what podcast app you use. I'd love you to search for A Different Brilliant with Orion Kelly. And you'll find episodes that I've done to help people understand autism more. Everything from talking to Tom Tutton from Aspect on strengths and interests, which is such a really, really important topic, I think, because the main focus of that particular episode is this idea that autistic people looked at from the medical profession as people with a disability. And I'm not saying it isn't a disability. I'm just saying the medical view is that if you are autistic, you have a disability. Therefore, if you are autistic, you have deficits. Where the way we look at it, more of a social model, a strengths and interest-based model, is we are autistic and like everyone else, we have challenges and we have strengths. And rather than focusing on deficits or labelling us as someone who is broken or who has a deficit that a neurotypical non-autistic person doesn't have, we should focus on things that we're passionate about, that we're good at. Of course, we still have challenges, but we can use our strengths to help us overcome our challenges. So that episode is a really interesting conversation on the different ways that we like to look at disabilities and specifically autism. 
and pushing away from the medical model, the medical view of autism. So it's a really important conversation. I also talk about women and girls on the spectrum. Maybe you're listening because you have a connection to autism. You may have a child who's autistic. You may have a girl who's autistic. You may be a woman who is on the spectrum. You may be a woman who thinks they may be on the spectrum. Well, it's a fantastic conversation to listen to. Find women and girls on the spectrum. There's part one and there's part two. And the purpose of these episodes is to highlight how women and girls have been really left in the dark, have slipped through the cracks because you know, autism has been viewed or looked at as a boy thing, right? A male thing, something that is either much harder to spot or find in girls and women or is believed it can't happen. So it's a fantastic conversation. And part two of Women and Girls on the Spectrum, I actually speak to a fascinating woman called Madeline Ryan. Now, Madeline, she's an actor, she's a writer, she's an author, and she's an autistic woman. And she's had a, an amazing life so far. Her story is compelling. You definitely want to check out Women and Girls on the Spectrum part two to hear the Madeline Ryan story. Believe it or not, we actually went to the same acting school. I didn't realize this till we were doing our interview. It's bizarre how these connections happen. But Madeline and I actually studied at the same acting school in Melbourne, Australia, called 16th Street Actors Studio, which is interesting because I think potentially there has to be a link between some autistic people and their ability to be pretty good at acting. And I think that may come from years of experience masking and acting not autistic so we can please neurotypical people. But anyway, it's a fantastic conversation you should definitely check out. Other topics I cover on the Autism Spectrum Australia podcast called A Different Brilliant include autism friendly. I find this intriguing. Have you heard of that? Have you been to a place, whether it's a a community area or, I don't know, shops or a workplace where they say autism friendly practices? Okay, so some can be just really superficial and others can be quite extraordinary. So we speak about autism-friendly, what it is, how it should look, what's the best practice for it, and why it's important. And you know, a good example is, let's say a shop within a shopping centre practices autism-friendly practices. Let's say that means their lights are lower. I don't mean to the ground, I mean <laughs> they're dimmer. Uh, and their music is turned off or it's quiet. They only let a certain amount of people in at a time. I don't mean COVID restrictions. And that's great. But then when you walk out of that shop back into the shopping centre, well, what, what happens? It's bright, right? Every other shop's blaring music, plus the shopping centre's blaring music, plus there's people everywhere yelling and talking. So it's one of those situations where really holistically is the way it's going to work. And that's a really interesting topic if you're wondering, what on God's name is autism friendly even mean? Well, this is the episode to check out. Other episodes include autism myths. I really enjoyed this chat with Emma Gallagher. Now, she's a research assistant for the Aspect Research Centre and for autism practice. She's also an autistic woman. And Emma and I discussed a whole heap of misconceptions and myths about autism. And this is one of those conversations I think you'll really find entertaining and engaging and super fascinating. You wouldn't even believe some of the ridiculous myths out there. And I don't want to go on a rant here, but you know, that's me. I'm an autistic guy and I'm a ranter. I've always been a ranter. But speaking of autism myths, and you should definitely go and check out the autism myths episode of A Different Brilliant, but let's talk about autism myths just briefly. I've been hearing this a lot, knowing that I'm an autistic person diagnosed in adulthood, not in childhood. 
I'm still on a steep learning curve, okay? And I'm starting to pick more things up as I go. And therefore, I'm starting to get more insight into still the lack of genuine information within the wider community. And that's fine because I don't expect you to know everything about me and and you don't expect me to know everything about you. So that's fine. But it doesn't mean I can't help you learn a bit more if you're interested. And if you're listening to this, well, then you must be interested. So for starters, autism, okay, there's two ways of looking at it. So I'll use me as an example. Okay, so I can say I'm Orion and I have autism. Okay, or I can say I'm Orion and I am autistic. Now, there's a myth about the way we label disabilities with regards to autism. Now, with disabilities, let's say that I had an accident, right? And now I'm in a wheelchair. I've lost the use of my legs. And I don't want to identify as, hi, I'm Orion and I'm in a wheelchair. Or, hi, I'm Orion and I'm a quadriplegic or a paraplegic. I don't want to identify as that. That's not me. That doesn't define me. What defines me is who I am, right? So that's, that's genuine. And I totally believe that. In the autistic community, there's a different view. Now, the view is that, as we have a brain that's wired completely differently, we are neurologically different. That's it. Okay. It isn't the way I look. It isn't the way I act on my personality. Because when you think about it, without a brain, nothing else will function, correct? So my brain is wired differently. So I like to say that I'm a Ryan, I'm autistic. Now that goes against the idea that I don't want to be defined by the disability. I'm saying I do. And here's an example, okay? And this is just purely for illustrative purposes only, okay? If I met someone and they were gay, they wouldn't say, let's call them John, right? They wouldn't say, oh, g'day, I'm John and I have gayness. You don't have gayness, right? John doesn't have gayness. Hi, I'm John, I'm gay, right? (laughs) I was born autistic, they were born gay. They don't have the gayness, right? I don't have the autism. I was born autistic. Again, leading to another myth, you are born autistic. You cannot acquire autism. You cannot pick it up along the way. (laughs) This is really important. Please let this sink in. It's not acquired. An acquired brain injury is acquired. Autism, you are born with. Once you are birthed, once you pop out one way or another, you are either autistic or you are not. Nothing will happen after you are born that will cause you to become autistic. I know it sounds simple, but people still think there's some sort of bizarre acquiring of autism. You are born autistic, okay? You will not catch it, acquire it, get it one way or another from one thing or that thing or whatever. Don't even start me on vaccines, for goodness sakes. You get vaccines once you're born, right? So if you're born autistic, what has things happening in the future got to do with being born or not being born autistic? Well, it doesn't. And further to that, not only are you born autistic or not born autistic, but you die autistic. You do not grow out of autism. It doesn't wear out. It doesn't lessen. It doesn't lighten. I will not get better at not being autistic because that's who I am. That's my brain. So the idea that only kids will come across really autistic and then adults, you know, they'll be much better at it. It's I mean, it's true to a point, but the sad point of that is it's true to the point that as I get older, I develop more tools and get better at not being myself. Now, you tell me if you think that sounds like a good quality of life. If your life is building tools and skills and abilities to not be yourself, 
what we call masking. So you can fit into a neurotypical world, a world made for non-autistic people. How would you feel about that? So aside from the idea that I can pick up tools and tricks and hacks to help me fit in more as I get older, does not mean for a second that I'm less autistic. Frankly, as you get older, because when you're young, you don't care, right? You just be yourself. (laughs) You just be yourself, which is why when I was a kid, for the most part, I either was bullied or rejected or outcast or friends came and went or I just had bad relationships with other kids because of I was just so different. But as you move into adulthood, you realise there's two things that can happen here. <laughs> you can fit in or at least try to fit in or you can just be yourself like you were when you were a child and it's amplified. The ramifications are amplified. It's not just in the schoolyard. You will not have relationships. You will not have friendships. You will not be accepted in the community. You probably won't be able to get jobs or hold jobs or you'll get fired or you'll get labelled bad employee or you'll get a bad name. And This is for no other reason than you are autistic and you, you were autistic in a moment. So in essence, you are born autistic, you don't get it later, and you die autistic. It doesn't wear off. It doesn't thin out. <laughs> it doesn't weaken. It can actually get worse because the more responsibility you have, the more connection you try to have with the world, you know, the older you get, the more ridiculous it can seem to neurotypical people, non-autistic people, your behaviour. The more ridiculous when you have a meltdown, they think, why are you having a tantrum? It's not a tantrum. A tantrum is a manipulation. A tantrum is willed. It's an action you control. A meltdown is nothing of the sort. A meltdown is a reaction to an overstimulation, a sensory explosion for whatever reason. It's uncontrollable. Either it results in something outward, you know, something loud or aggressive or angry or whatever, or it's a shutdown where an autistic person like myself physically shut down. We simply won't communicate. It will go blank. We'll freeze. And another episode of the Aspect podcast I host called A Different Brilliant, I spoke with a mother of two autistic kids, Kirsty Russell. Now, she's an autism advocate. She's a consultant. She's a writer. We had a fantastic conversation on positive parenting and how that's even achievable with autistic kids. Now, Kirsty, she's a bit of an inspiration. You may have seen her and her family in the news. They're the family that had an international holiday booked to Europe and then COVID-19 struck. And as a result, they had to cancel their holiday. But what they decided to do was go on a virtual holiday. Now, you may remember seeing them in the news, whether it's you know online or radio or TV. They were the family that did that, what was it, 15 hours or simulated flight in their lounge room. Do you remember that? It was pretty well covered. It was all over the world. So they went on a virtual holiday. They took their family, including autistic kids, on a virtual holiday. Anyway, her story is fantastic. We have a great chat about positive parenting. And from my point of view, you know, I speak pretty openly and honestly about my own battle as an autistic person, but also as a dad. So an autistic dad caring for an autistic son. Speaking about me being an autistic dad, raising an autistic son, it's pretty tough because how can I be positive all the time? Because if I am being triggered as an autistic person, if I'm having sensory issues or meltdowns or not being able to handle a situation, how am I supposed to differentiate being a dad who just lets that sit and blocks it out and forgets about it and parents? And how am I supposed to be an autistic person while parenting an autistic son? So it's challenging. 
To do it positively can be a real challenge. How is it even possible? Well, I do it. I do it every day. It's not easy, but it's a great conversation about parenting autistic kids, parenting kids in any respect, really. Positive parenting is super important without living in a fanciful life. So that conversation, I think, is really engaging for those that may have autistic kids or just want to have a conversation about parenting in a positive fashion, regardless of your circumstances. Because no matter what, when you think about it, you know, and you know you know it's right. There's always someone that has a little bit worse than you, right? doesn't matter where you are. You know, here I am complaining a bit about it can be hard sometimes being autistic and raising an autistic son. Then I talk to an inspirational woman who's raising two autistic kids and also some neurotypical kids. I mean, so clearly double the fun and double the payoff because in the end it all works out, doesn't it? My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Join the conversation now at the Orion Kelly Facebook page. Now, aside from the podcast I host for Aspect called A Different Brilliant, I've also launched my own YouTube channel. I'm really excited about this and I'm creating little videos for my YouTube channel that I guess share more of my own personal experiences as an autistic person. I'd love you to check out my YouTube channel. So there's a few ways you can find it. I link all my videos on my Facebook page. So you can do it that way. Just find the Orion Kelly page on Facebook. I have all the videos linked on my website, orionkelly.com.au. Or, you know, you can just go onto YouTube and search Orion Kelly, that autistic guy. Now, the episodes that I've covered so far, pretty varied, and I hope that you enjoy them when you check them out. And please, when you go and check out my YouTube videos, and I really hope you do because I've made them to really help you and engage you and entertain you, please rate them. It doesn't matter if it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I'd love you to subscribe to the channel just so you don't miss any more episodes. And also that I know that you are out there and you want more videos and you support the channel. And you can click on that notifications bell if you want. It doesn't bother me either way. (laughs) Just letting you know it's there. It just means you get told when I put up more videos and I'm putting up videos all the time. I've done a video on how I got my diagnosis as an autistic adult. And that's a pretty great conversation for those that are thinking, hang on a second, maybe I'm autistic. It sounds, it sounds very familiar. A lot of bells going off here. Well, that's a great video to watch if you want to have a bit of an insight into you know, how it happened for me. I also talk about autistic sensory overload. People always ask me, what's the deal with you doing this? Or why do you do that? Why won't you touch those vegetables? Why won't you drink that drink? Or why are you so bad at swallowing tablets? Why can't you swallow tablets? For me personally, you should see me swallow tablets. It's ridiculous. I basically slam my neck back. So I'm, I'm looking at the sky about 20 times before I can even get them down. It's ridiculous. Anyway, it's a sensory thing, and I'll explain all my sensory overload issues in that video. I do a whole video on autistic deficits versus strengths. Okay, so that's where I break down why focusing on what you're good at and what you're interested in and what you're passionate about is so important for lessening the impact of challenges and how deficits can be viewed as more important by I guess, a medical model and how that's just not workable. It absolutely makes no sense. There's a great video on autistic traits that you should know about. And this is a really great insight. If you want to know about things, you might think, oh, man, someone said to me the other day, geez, that's a bit autistic, which I bloody hate. You can't be a bit autistic. You're either autistic or you're not. And saying, oh, geez, we're all a little bit autistic, aren't we? Uh, Oh, well, how about this? No, we're not. Now, this video I've done, which I I guess you might take the wrong way when you hear the title, it's called What I Hate About Being Autistic. But you shouldn't take it the wrong way. I don't hate being autistic. I'm sharing the things that I hate about 
being autistic, okay? It doesn't mean it's about me. It might mean it's about the community. It might mean how people interact or how people reflect on it or how people deal with it. So don't take that the wrong way, but it's a really important video to watch if you want to get a genuine insight into some of the things that autistic people have to deal with, the challenges that can overwhelm their lives on a daily basis. So I recommend you check out that video. Other videos I've done, and this I found a bit cathartic. I found this kind of like therapy. I did a video called Why Autism and Workplaces Don't Mix. Now, when I say workplaces, clearly I'm generalizing. Mainstream workplaces as a whole. Now, we do know there are some workplaces that are really super autism friendly, and that's fantastic. But for the most part, it's bugger all. And in this video, I really explain the importance of why autism and workplaces don't mix. And in essence, I really encourage you to watch the video, but in essence, it comes down to the idea that how could an autistic person thrive in a neurotypical workplace with neurotypical rules and expectations in a broader neurotypical world, right? And if all the employees are not autistic, so the neurotypical, it comes across even more fish out of water, okay? It's basically like taking a fish out of the ocean, dropping them in the local park, right? And then grading them on how good they are at using the play equipment. And if they don't use the play equipment or they can't use the play equipment, well, we'll just punish them. That doesn't make any sense. So this idea that if we want autistic people to thrive in modern day mainstream workplaces, we have to understand one, there are extraordinary benefits, extraordinary benefits, not only for the fellow workmates and the workplace, but also for the broader business model of that particular company. So the company, the corporations, there is just the customers, the clients, there is extraordinary upside to including autistic people in your workplace. I speak about why that is and also speak about the things that we need to do to provide that upside. Okay, because as I say in the video, there's massive upside for autistic people, as in it will actually impact your business, your workplace, your corporation, your organization on a monumentally positive level. But to do that, there needs to be an environment that's conducive to an autistic person. They aren't neurotypical. Don't make them neurotypical. Why expect an autistic person to be neurotypical on the workplace if they can't be it anywhere else? It doesn't make sense. And then punish them. And in the video, I talk about my own personal experiences. You know, I've worked in commercial radio, which is basically the radio where, you know, people get paid to work there. There's community radio and commercial radio. I love working in radio. I absolutely love it because it's been a genuine interest of mine since I was a child. I mean, I was doing community radio when I was barely in high school. I've worked really hard on it. It's been my kind of core interest, my core special interest, which all autistic people have. And as a result, as opposed to a neurotypical person, I've been so passionate, so focused, so one-eyed, so obsessed about it that I've lived it and breathed it for so long that I've got very good at it. I've got good at communicating and interacting and performing and entertaining and engaging. Ironically, in the real world, I'm horrific at that. (laughs) But it's different, see? When I put headphones on and talk into a microphone with no one around, that's communicating on a radio or a broadcasting sense. That's something I can do. Take me out of the studio, headphones off, no mic, normal real people in my face, bad. But the point is that with all that experience and all those skills and abilities and, and the originality of what I do, I still have collected through my years a bad name based on being autistic and having autistic behaviours, but no one knowing. Because my diagnosis came later in life. See, if I knew I was autistic, it might have been different. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is because I acted in a way that wasn't acceptable under neurotypical standards, people just labelled me as a bad fit, a bad employee, someone who isn't good for the role. Does that make sense? Even though I was good for the role 
from the point of view of performance, it was the other stuff, the outward stuff, right? The team stuff. It's not that I don't want to work with people, I do, but it's just that you can't expect me to work with people in the way that neurotypical people work with people. So the, the workplace video, I feel is pretty important because, hey, so let's just say I've been written off. Let's just say my career is over. That's what I believe. I've been written off. Just because I'm autistic, right, and I put out videos and podcasts saying that, I've told the world, doesn't mean people in radio care. They don't, they're not going to say, oh, okay, let's wash clean our perceptions of you. Even though they were unfair perceptions, I don't care. We're not going to wash them clean, so you're stuffed, right? So this video is for my son. This video is for young autistic boys and girls coming up through the ranks looking for a career. That's what this video is for. Hopefully by the time my son other young boys and girls get to a career age, there will be workplaces and there will be people who just accept it and understand that autistic people and neurotypical people are completely different. They can work together, but under certain environmental changes and differences, and we can embrace that and accept that. It doesn't have to be the old school way. We can adapt and move and change with times and get the best out of all people. This is an inclusive mindset and understanding that with the right conditions, everyone can thrive. Why wouldn't we want everyone to thrive? Why just one type of person? It doesn't make any sense to me, but why would it? Another video I've done on my YouTube channel was kind of hard to do. It was the diary of an autistic law student. And as you may know, I studied law at uni and it took me a while to get this ball rolling because I wanted to study law. I decided I wanted to in adult life, but I couldn't just roll up. There was a lot of things I had to do. I had to go to TAFE, then I had to start into an arts degree, then I had to try and do really well to transfer in. And I did all that and I, I studied law at university and I wanted to provide a diary on how studying law at university severely, detrimentally impacted me as an autistic person in the respect that I was unable to reach my full potential, even close to. I was unable to perform at the level I knew I could. I was unable to do the things that I needed to do to get you know, the right types of results. And in the end, due to that impact, I was unable to, to complete the degree. Now, of course I could have because I did it for the majority of the duration. I completed the majority of the units but it got to the point where it didn't matter. It didn't matter that I only had a little bit to go. It didn't matter because it got to the point where this is ridiculous. Like this isn't a system that really people care about me as an autistic person. There's no use helping me out with certain assessment-based allowances if I can't learn the stuff. Giving me an extra 10 minutes in an exam isn't going to help me if I never learnt the stuff in the first place. So it has to start with the teaching. It has to start with the educators, the tutors, the lecturers, you understand? This is the issue. So the diary of an autistic law student really, I hope, shines a light on how hard academic life can be for autistic people. It doesn't mean it's hard for everyone. There are some autistic people who are actually educators, academics, which is fantastic. But this is my story. This is not their YouTube channel. This is, this is, much, this is my podcast and that's my video on my YouTube channel and that's my experience. And I, and I hope you view it as a good insight into my own personal experience as an autistic person trying to study at university under harsh and stringent neurotypical conditions. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. I want to thank you once again for listening to this episode of My Friend Autism. Thank you so much for your support. You know what? This podcast has really launched me into the stratosphere of becoming an 
autistic advocate, which is really just me sharing my own personal experiences because I know there's a lot of people out there that are autistic that don't want to share it with people that aren't their immediate family, that don't want to share it with the workplace. They know, but they don't want to share it. They don't want to share it with friends or colleagues, and, and that's fine. I've got no issues with that. But for me, I'm going to be completely open. I'm going to be completely honest, completely raw, because I want to advocate for those people and all autistic people to make the world a better place for them, to encourage them, to inspire them. So you, you're doing this for me. By you supporting, by you listening to this podcast and sharing My Friend Autism with your friends and family has allowed me to get an amazing opportunity to host a podcast for Autism Spectrum Australia. The Aspect Podcast are different, brilliant. What an accomplishment. I'm so proud of it. And it's because of you guys that I have it. I didn't get it for myself. You guys got it for me. And my YouTube channel, I just can't tell you how much I'm enjoying it. I'm really loving making little videos, little movies myself. And it's such a great experience. And, and I just hope that if people watch these videos and listen to my podcasts, that they'll be inspired or motivated or they'll be informed or educated or entertained, whatever it is, I just hope in one way or another, there's a connection made. Again, this is all because of you and your amazing support. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and checking out the other podcast and checking out my YouTube channel and going to the website and the Facebook page. I really do appreciate it. You are amazing. And if this episode has resonated with you, well, please share it with your family and friends. We want to reach more people and you can continue the conversation with me. You can suggest a topic or area of autism you want to explore or just say hi, like the Orion Kelly page on Facebook. You can send me a message via my website, orionkelly.com.au. Like I've said, this podcast is here to break down the stigmas and misconceptions around autism while providing real insights into life on the spectrum. Together, we are going to make the world a better place for autistic people. All I'm asking is for you to open your hearts and minds to people a little bit different to you and embrace the benefits of neurodiversity. Until next time, thanks for opening your mind and embracing differences. You've been listening to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. To join the conversation, get in touch with Orion and never miss an episode. Like the Orion Kelly page on Facebook or visit orionkelly.com.au.